The prayer Jesus taught, God rules. The second petition. Be seated, please. When you pray, say, Our Father. Father, of all the names we could call the Almighty God of the universe, who created everything, who sustains everything, who is over and above all things, Jesus said, call him Father. Our Father. Jesus is God's Son. He is our brother in humanity. And therefore, we're family. We're children of God. And so by Jesus, we call God Father. We call him our Father. Not my Father, not your Father, but our Father. We pray together all the time. Our Father who art in heaven, in heaven, above everything, far beyond, yet close, very close, even living within us. Hallowed or holy be your name. God is holy. That's his nature. And dear Lord, help us to keep your name holy always. Thine is the kingdom. That's where we are in the prayer at this point. The second petition. So it makes sense that we understand and therefore define just what is the kingdom of God. Many people think different things when they hear that phrase. Kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven, same thing. Different gospels put it different ways, but it all adds up not to a physical kingdom, not to a ruler on earth who has rulership over some piece of geography. People in Bible days were looking for that. Those who began to believe in Jesus expected that. And those who didn't believe him, many didn't because he wasn't setting up a kingdom right here and right now. Quite simply, what the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven is, is the rule of God. The rule of God, not in a location, not just here or there or even everywhere. But the kingdom of God is right here in our hearts. Do you know, God is wise, obviously. He doesn't try to rule from without as an oppressor might and then eventually gain the heart. No, God begins inside. He finds his place through faith and he begins his rule right there. And this is what we pray when we pray, thy kingdom come. Lord, our, our Father, may your rule take root even deeply within us. As we think about that, you know what kind of prayer that is? That's a prayer of submission. Now I know many Lutherans don't like to hear that word submission. We're not alone. Many Luther, many Christians across the board don't like the word submission because what that means about us is we have a master. That we have someone lording over us. But you know, remember how we address this prayer, our Father. 
our father, not a ruler, not one with power, only exercising power, but our father is one who has all the power, but it's tempered. It's tempered with his love in Jesus Christ. As we are attached to him in faith, God deals with us in both realms, power and his grace and his love. That's an important thing to remember. And when we acknowledge God as Father, we understand. We call ourselves children. And that particular image is important because it's not just that of power, but it's a love that goes deeply. In Mark chapter 10, it's clear. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant after the disciples turned children away. He said to them, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. The kingdom of God belongs to children, biological children, children of a low age, but also children of God like you and me, which includes, therefore, all of us, all of us as God's children. Childlike faith is what attaches us to God, our Heavenly Father. This kingdom of God, this rule from within, has a lot of different looks. We heard one in today's gospel, the seed being sown. How the kingdom of God works is what that parable is all about. The pearl of great price, another parable of Jesus. Speaking about pivotal parables, this one is clear. God's rule in the heart, most important thing there can be, as opposed to anybody else, anything else taking rule within us. And the kingdom of God works like workers in the vineyard to consider another parable, or like a mustard seed. We're going to get to that one this weekend that grows and grows and grows from the tiny little thing. All of this is how God's rule acts how it comes to us. In Luke chapter 12, we're told something also very significant about this rule of God. It comes as a gift. God's gift to you and to me to be received by faith. Now think of this. If someone gives somebody else a gift, it has to be received. Otherwise, it's not really a gift. It is a gift only when it is received. If someone gives you something and you never open it, it's never really yours. Put $10 million in the bank and put someone's name on it until that someone receives it and draws through a card or through a check, draws on that gift, it's really meaningless altogether meaningless. And so maybe at this point it's good from what we see on the screen to speak of Luther's definition. We've heard it. Some of you have learned it. Can I say and ask the questions and you reply? Thy kingdom come. What does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may come also. How does God's kingdom come? 
God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. And then comes the message of thy kingdom come. Our prayer in this petition is that we receive God's kingdom, his rule in our hearts. This is no easy thing. Jesus said on one occasion, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. That paints a picture. That paints a picture for us in faith. We pray that we might receive this gift but not just us. When we pray thy kingdom come, we're also praying for others. So that makes this, as well as other things, a missionary prayer, that the kingdom would spread, that it would go forward. And perhaps you remember what I mentioned what, a week or so ago, that in the early church, those who were coming into the faith and learning, but had not yet professed their faith publicly, publicly, we're not allowed to pray the Our Father. It's a prayer that only those who believe in Jesus Christ can speak. That's why when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, he spoke about baptism as an entry into the kingdom of God. Remember, Nicodemus asked, what must I do to receive eternal life? And Jesus said, you've got to be born again. And People can understand that lots of ways. But Jesus said you have to be born of water and the Spirit. And that's what holy baptism does. Water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is God's grace given. It's received, and we hang on. But then comes at least one problem. And the problem is using, exercising God's rule in our hearts. If we don't do that, it's like ignoring the gift or even throwing it aside. To let God rule in our hearts is what we pray in thy kingdom come. And it's our basic orientation, it's our fundamental sin to want to rule ourselves, to want to listen to no one. But if we do listen, to sift and sort it through our own filters and decide if that's what we really want to do but to pray thy kingdom come is to ask for God to rule. We don't like anybody else telling us what to do, but in faith we can, we do say, Father, rule in us. And gratefully, he's kind and good. He is with us, he is for us, not against us. As we repent by his grace and turn to him, Remember the scriptures, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in spirit who rely upon God, blessed are the persecuted, those who are connected to God in his kingdom, who submit to his rule. Absolutely. Do you remember what Jesus said again on another occasion? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to you. It's the most important thing. God's kingdom, his rule within our hearts. And how, how great is that? 
to be able to have God live within us as well as above us and beyond us, for God to motivate us, for God to turn us in the right direction again and again. How reassuring that he is doing what we ask him to do in this petition. This is what you and I can truly call freedom. Freedom in God and in his word and in his will. The kingdom of God. You know, it's, it's kind of like Advent. Remember that word Advent? We said it means he came, he comes, he will come again. It's that very way with the kingdom of God as well. Do you recall the Gospels when John the Baptist came to prepare the way for Jesus? It says what he preached. And it's summarized by saying, John said, the kingdom of God is at hand. And as we read when Jesus started his ministry, he said the very same thing. The kingdom of God is at hand. John pointing to Jesus, Jesus pointing to himself as the ruler through God's own commission. The kingdom has come. It's already been here. It has already arrived. Not in geography, not in politics, but by the grace of God. It also comes. Came, but it comes right now, today. You know what else the Bible says, Jesus says about the kingdom of God? It is within you. That's why I've been saying it these moments. Jesus said his rule, God's rule is within us. And so we recognize that God has reached out to us. And so this does become a missionary prayer for God's kingdom of grace, as the catechism puts it. Martin Luther reminds us we cannot make the kingdom of God come. I mean, we can do all the work. God doesn't need us, however. He allows us to work in his kingdom as we get to that step. But he could do it all by himself. And what he does is he allows us to be a part of that and motivate us. But God builds his kingdom here on earth. And we stand in awe. And he gives us the privilege to participate. The kingdom came. It comes right now. And the kingdom of God will come. It will also. I don't know how all these three are the same time true, but they are. God's rule will never be total here and now, but we pray that as it came and comes, that it will come again as Jesus promised. The kingdom is a prayer for God to reestablish his rule and to reestablish it altogether without any problems, without any difficulties. And we pray that it will come soon in its fullness. Have you ever heard Christians, early Christianity and even today, pray Maranatha, come Lord Jesus? That's part of what this prayer is all about. And I can't help but think about it when I sit down to eat a meal and with my wife and formerly with our kids, we would say, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let these gifts to us be blessed. Come Lord Jesus, let your kingdom come in its fullness. As we pray over a meal, we're also praying for the end. 
the fullness of God's kingdom among us. God rules all the time, everywhere, even now, but especially in the hearts of his people. Isn't it amazing how much this one-minute prayer of only 70 words has rich meaning, such rich meaning? And so we will pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.